Hey, welcome to Crosswalk Church. Today, Pastor Dan is bringing you a teaching, so head over to crosswalkphoenix.com and find today's message under the worship tab. There you can download the Crosswalk notes to follow along. And now, here's Pastor Dan. You know I'm a pastor, okay? And I've been a pastor now for almost 25 years. And just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I understand everything that God does, and it doesn't mean that I necessarily agree with everything God does in the moment. And maybe I should put it this way, that if I were God, times that I look at it that I say, I would have played this differently. I don't think I would have done what you are doing here, God. And, and maybe you've been that way in your life before, that, that you, you look at God, you're upset with him, maybe something bad has happened, and, and, there, and then sometimes what happens is a few years later with hindsight, you're able to say, okay, maybe now I see where God was going. It had to happen that way. But even then, sometimes I don't think we fully understand it. I think it's a way that I salve my own conscience by saying, okay, maybe God did know what he's doing, uh, and maybe I'll, I'll give him, cut him a little slack. Well, today, well, and, and in the next week, as we look at Holy Week, I'm going to tell you, I don't get Easter. For 50 years, I haven't, as a pastor, gotten Easter and, and this is what I mean by that. Yes, I understand Jesus needed to go to the cross to pay for the sins of all people. And I understand that he needed to die to pay the price for our sins. And I also understand that he needed to rise again. It, it was proof to the world that he is the son of God, that his payment was accepted. That, I, for, on, on, I think on some level, I understand. I understand God's plan of salvation. But what I don't understand is the day of Easter. Because God didn't do it the way that I would do it. Because after I rose from the dead, and an angel uh, rolled the stone away, and there were soldiers there, I would say, you guys want you be my bodyguards. Come on. I know you're afraid, but, but come, and here's what we're going to do. Let's go on a little walk. Let's walk first to the temple. Okay, and, and we'll go here, and I have some people I want to talk to. Uh, they're the members of the Sanhedrin. Let's convene the Sanhedrin, uh, and, and maybe I'm going to give them a little message on the Son of God, on the Christ, on the Messiah, and about uh, some of the things they told, if you're the Son of God, come down from the cross. Well, I'm down now. Now, now what? Now what kind of discussion would you like to have? And, and just watch them squirm and then believe. And then once I was there, I'd say, you know what? I think there's another person who's probably waiting to talk to me. His name's Pontius Pilate. He's probably in his palace. And since I have all you people here, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. It's a short distance to, to Pilate's palace. And I'm going to, to, to talk about his hand washing and, and about whose blood, which happens to be my blood, that was covered, that, and let's see his blood-stained hands because that's what they are. He's the one who gave the order to crucify me, and, and since ultimately he's the highest authority in town, he's the one I want to talk to. And then I might tell him, why don't you move? I think you're on my seat. <laughs> and that's the seat of the throne, and, and that is the crown. 
uh, you know, that I'll take that and I will sit here. And now what, what happens is everyone can see. But Jesus played it differently. He left an open tomb. When, when, when the women went there, no one was there. there. There were angels there who told them Jesus was alive. It wasn't until later in the day when the disciples were, were in an upper room with the doors locked for fear of the Jews that Jesus finally came to them and said, peace be with you. And it was over 40 days to over 500 people that Jesus did show himself to be alive, but not these these other people, he never made that temple appearance or the, or the palace appearance that I would have liked to seen. And if that makes sense to you, as it does to me, that, that why, like, God doing it a different way, you really need to hear this message as I do. Because Dan Salofra's idea of honor is not honor like none other. The way I think of honor is like everyone else. I think of it earthly, I think of it now. I think of, I wanna be vindicated in the moment. I don't like people thinking I'm wrong, not for a second. And I enjoy conversations where someone thinks I'm wrong, where I prove that I am right, and then get to stand there with some honor and say, yeah, I guess I do know what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's honor like everyone else. But today, we're going to see honor like none other. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. That, that if you have kind of that itch you can't scratch about why, why Jesus didn't go do all those things on Easter, you need to look at them in the context of this lesson. And Palm Sunday, because for me, 50 years, it's been 50 years I've been reading through this. I know what Palm Sunday is. I've gone all the way through the seminary. I've been a pastor. I've gone through these lessons so many times. And this year, through these lessons, I have made a connection that I didn't make before. And, and, and this is the thing that, that might help you today as we go forward. It goes back to two weeks before Easter. Not Palm Sunday, but the week before that. And it was very close in time and very close in proximity that Jesus performed a miracle raising someone from the dead. And his name was Lazarus. He lived in Bethany. Bethany was approximately 1.5 miles from Jerusalem. So that would be the equivalent if, if I did a miracle here and they needed to find out about it at Fry's on 51st Avenue. That's not that long of a walk. And what Jesus did is he, he gave a foreshadowing of what was going to happen two weeks later on Easter when he, when he raised Lazarus from the dead. And that's when Jesus did it for everyone to see that, that Lazarus had been dead for four days Four days he had been in the tomb. And that's when Jesus came, and and we'll get to the whole account, but that's when Jesus told him, Lazarus, come out, and he raised him from the dead. There is your resurrection, right? There there is your proof that I'm the Christ. There is the proof that, that you can believe in me. But we're going to see that it doesn't happen that way. And, and some of it is because of the way that human nature is, the way that we are wired, what it means to truly be sinful, 
And, and to think that if God were to do this and this and this, th- then I would believe. To think that a lack of faith comes from lack of knowledge, it, it's laughable. Because if that were the case, who has more knowledge of God than Satan, and yet he works against God constantly? Or to think that if there was one thing that would be done, then I would give Jesus the honor that, that he, he deserves. But that's not the way God works. He, he works in a faith relationship with us. A faith that is grown and started and, and flourishes through the study of his word. It's one that comes from a relationship with him based on love. And yes, there are proofs that he has given that, that he is God and, and, and that he deserves this honor. But it only comes when he works it inside of us through his Holy Spirit. Let's look at this lesson uh, from John 12. It, it's Palm Sunday, but it starts a little bit before. John 12, beginning with the first verse. Six days before the Passover, so this is the day before Palm Sunday, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. <laughs> he just says it so matter-of-factly. That, yeah, that, that's where, where Lazarus lived, that Jesus had raised from the dead. That's the context I've been talking about. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. So they were reclining at the table, no doubt kind of laying down. Maybe Lazarus would shut his eyes. Hey, is he alive? Okay, just check. <laughs> then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews followed out, or found out that Jesus was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, isn't it? He had raised Lazarus from the dead, so if we kill him, then our problems will be over. And if we kill Jesus, then he won't be able to raise him again, so we're golden. That plan can't fail, right? (laughs) For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. Now do you see what happens when there's a resurrection, Jesus stays around, and, and there's proof of it given? Do you see how, how there are so many different reactions to it? And, and this has to do with the honor part. That when we look at these, the situation, what are we gonna, going to do? None of these people, do you, do you realize here, none of these people disputed the fact that Lazarus was dead and now he was alive. That, that part never even shows itself in Scripture. That was a given, that Lazarus was dead. They weren't disputing that. 
What they were disputing is if they wanted to follow Jesus. So, in the blanks, what is our response to Jesus' life-giving activity? Martha honored Jesus with service. You know what? I'm going to give you all these fill-ins, and then I'm going to look at them one by one. So, Martha honored Jesus with service. Mary honored Jesus with worship. Lazarus honored Jesus with fellowship. Judas dishonored Jesus with complaining. The leaders dishonored Jesus by scheming. And many Jews were led to faith. All from the same incident. Did you see how all of these have, have this different, different reactions to the same event? So let's go back to, to first, Martha. Uh, so we, we look at Martha, we're told a little bit about her and, and her makeup earlier. When we're told that Jesus had been over at their house another time and Martha was making the dinner because that's what she did, she was the one who was like, we got to get this house clean. Uh, we need to have enough food. We have company coming over. You know, you know that person in your house that's not me? Yeah, who is like, oh, what difference does it make? It's fine. They won't see the dirt. Uh, so, so that's Martha. And, and some of you are Martha. And, and what is in your DNA is service. And thank God for that. Thank God for, for those he has made to be Marthas in our lives. In Ephesians, there, there's a verse that talks about the, the grace we have in Jesus Christ. That's by grace you have been saved. Through faith, this is not of yourselves, not by works so that no one can boast. So our working does not earn our way to heaven. But then it goes on to say, for we are all God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You are God's workmanship. And God created you a certain way to do certain works that are so natural to you that they don't even feel like work. It's just your, it's your just natural response. It's what you do. And, and so as we look at this, both with Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, all three of them did what, what in essence came naturally. They were doing what they were made to do. One wasn't better than the other, but, but they were all important. When you see people doing this, the, the way that they were meant to do it, it's fun to watch too. It really is. And, and so for me at Crosswalk, when, when I get to see uh, Jeff doing things with vision, or for me, I think probably my gift is teaching that I just love. I just love teaching, and I love sharing it. It's just what I do. When Jonathan gets up, up here and starts playing his guitar, and, and the, the group with him starts singing, it's like, yeah, that, that's what you were, they make it look effortless. And, and it's the same way if you walk it and you see our greeters who are just, they're just nice people. They're not putting on a show. That's just who they are. They're nice. Go over there, watch the people in Crosswalk Kids, just gifted with children, it, it, it's, it's fun to watch. I'm just going to put it, stop for a moment here and say, if you do not know what that is for you, your next step as you go out today, or maybe in the next couple weeks, is have a conversation with someone at the hub. 
Just, and, and what it is, it's a conversation. Tell them about who you are. And, and as they listen to who you are, I guarantee there is a ministry that, that is made and designed for you to worship God the way that he has made you to do it. So service. Next one, Mary honored Jesus with worship. Wow. This, this one is kind of a crazy one because w- when we look at this, she had this perfume and this happens in the Bible occasionally. And that is when people worship in such a way that starts to freak you out. That, and I guarantee that's what was happening. Where, where all of a sudden Mary comes in and it's like, oh yeah, she's, you know, she loves Jesus and Jesus raised Lazarus and and then she opens the perfume. Oh, that's nice. Man, that's strong perfume. You can smell that. What's she doing now? She's putting it on his feet. Okay. Now she's wiping it off with her hair. That's just weird, okay? That as you're looking at this, and if you think this was like a social thing that people would do this, it wasn't, okay? This wasn't normal for them. As a matter of fact, the women would never wear their hair down. They would never wear it in a place where it was seen. So for her to show her hair was like, That would have gotten everyone's attention, but then to use it in that way was like mind-blowing. And this is the deal. This This is what you need to understand and you need to look at in your own lives as well. When you begin to understand what Jesus has done for you on a personal level, you stop caring what everyone else thinks. That that for her it was like, yeah, why did you do it? Because I wanted to. And it was, and, 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 and I love Jesus and everything that he's done for me and giving me Lazarus back. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? What else do we know about Mary from this? She went to Financial Peace University because she had her, her three to six month uh, savings that she, uh, she, that she had saved up because we're told this is a, a year's worth, a year's worth of, of cash for this. So I don't care how much you make in a year. Maybe you're someone who made $3,000 last year. That's a lot of cash. Maybe you made $20,000. Maybe you made $50,000. Maybe you made $100,000. But when you look at that, that's a huge chunk of cash. Unless it's, it's given to the one who saved you for eternity and all time and eternity, the one who is with you every second of every minute of every day, the one who has given you everything that you could ever imagine or ask for and then more than that. Because that's who your God is. And I think we need to understand that, that if we see things like that that seem strange, that, that, that expressions of worship that blow us away, maybe it, it will lead us back to Realizing what a great gift we have in Christ and how we want to express that with generosity. The final one then with these three is Lazarus honored Jesus with fellowship. He's laying at, you know, laying at the table, hanging out with Jesus. And this is also a gift I think I have because I love hanging out with people. And when I do, and I don't know if you do, but I definitely do, I love telling stories too. And so as, as you're sharing accounts of what's going on, hey, uh, Jesus and Lazarus, could you guys tell the story again about what happened last week? All right, let me start. Lazarus starts. I mean, I was, I had prayed, I was praying, I was so sick, I was praying to the Lord to heal me, 
And then I started praying, Lord, kill me, because this is killing me. And then he answered me, yes. So, so, so I, I, and then I, and then I'm sure, you know someone asked, what was it like? I don't know. I, it was like all of a sudden I saw myself. I was over top. I saw this white light. I don't know. I don't know. And, 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 but I, I, I don't know if he would have said, you know, I was at peace. But one thing I do remember. Do you know what it's like when you have those dreams where, where like you hear a noise in your dream and you wake up and that's the noise, like, or that's a song playing on the radio or that's a person calling your name? That's what it was like because I was like in this dream and then all of a sudden I hear Jesus saying, Lazarus, come out. I was like, where am I? And then I got up and went out and they took the grave clothes off me. It was crazy. It was nuts. And then Jesus, what, what about this? What do you remember? Or, or maybe the disciples. Well, I remember Martha coming out and saying, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. And then I remember Mary saying, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. And then I remember the people saying, oh, he loved him, but he wasn't here because if he would have, he wouldn't have died. And, and all of these things that they're telling this, this is fellowship. It's talking about the wonders of God and how it's affected each one of us. And, 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 you enjoy it in a fellowship where you share these things. Right next to those three things, service, worship, fellowship. Service, you can put ministry teams. Worship, you can leave as worship. And the third one is growth groups. Do you realize how those three things are things we try to foster at Crosswalk by, by keeping them at the center of what we do? trying to put you in situations to do and be everything God has called you to be. Then we go to the next couple. We have to. Judas dishonored Jesus with complaining. Just so you know, being critical of others is not a spiritual gift. Okay? (laughs) Complaining. Complaining is not a spiritual gift. Because if it was, some of you would be very filled with the Holy Spirit and you've, you've taken that to another level. Now, a, another way that you have to do this, that, that as you look at Judas, being critical of another person's worship or what they want to do and, and just being like having that push you over the edge as a waste of time and energy in, in their faith. Uh, I'm trying, because I guarantee with, maybe not guarantee, with most people there's a hot button, right? When they see wasted money on church, I'm not giving another penny to church because they waste the money. Uh, For people, this is one, people who go on a ministry trip for one week or two weeks, uh, what do they call that? Uh, There's like a derogatory name like Christian tourism, so you all, great, you get to go to this mission field for two weeks, blow five grand. How about you feed the city for a year with that five grand instead of spending the money to go there? That is a Judas remark. That, that when you look at maybe, oh, I remember this, the, at the old church I was at, we were doing our first building project, and this, this, this lady wanted a stained glass cross in the front of it. And it was kind of in the, the, the plan, and it pl- kind of wasn't. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to even get into this. And, and, and then finally, the, it came down to, well, if you would like to pay for it, we can have it. 
She wrote a check for 20 grand. Okay. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, wow. And, and, and now, as I, I think back to that church, it was the center. It was a stained glass cross, beautiful, the center of the worship area. Absolutely beautiful. And I believe took the thoughts of people who walked into that building to Christ. Probably wouldn't have been my first use of $20,000. I'm just telling you. That's just honesty. But the thing to look out for in your heart is when you are critical and when you are complaining, where is it coming from? Is it coming in defense of Christ? Or is it because in the church you are looking for it to serve you better? You are looking for things you want and the praise and honor of Jesus is off to the side. The next one, the leaders dishonor Jesus by scheming. And yeah, they did. Uh, We've talked about this a little bit, but coming to this conclusion, they're very much like Pharaoh in the Old Testament with the 10 plagues. That that in essence, you, you say to yourself, what would God have to do and show you to, to make you believe. And the answer is that on, on this level is that for a heart that has hardened itself and, and will not look objectively at the evidence God gives, there is no hope for you. That, that these individuals, there is no sign that God could have given that would make them believe. That shut their hearts to the Holy Spirit. And that is something we want to be very careful of as well. As we look in our lives, the evidence God gives both in his words and also in the things that go on in our lives, that he not only exists, but he is there and wants this love relationship with us. (laughs) Don't ignore it. Embrace it. And then finally, many Jews were led to faith. And that's the beauty of this whole thing, that that through this this resurrection, and, and maybe I should stop there. What went on with Lazarus was not a resurrection, I would probably call it more a resuscitation or a raising to life. And this is why I say that, just so we're clear. Lazarus is dead right now. When Lazarus is resurrected from the dead, as we will be, he will live forever. And that's why Jesus, Jesus was the first one to be resurrected in a way that that he, he rose without the effects of sin on him anymore. And that is what we have to look forward to one day as well. So anyways, the body of evidence is there two weeks before Easter for everyone to see. We continue. So after the party, day after the party, the next day the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. So now many people had seen Lazarus, people had come to Bethany, they're coming right there, it's only a mile and a half away, let's stop by and hear the story. They did. They took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, as it is written, do not be afraid, daughter of Zion, see your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. Maybe the most important words or the words that jump out to me the most are, do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. See, when I get the honor that, that I want, I want people to be afraid of me in a healthy way, right? I, I want them to see me up high. I want them to, to not even think ab- about trying to challenge me. But when Jesus came in honor, it was honor unlike any other. 
They are going there. On that day, they were prepared to take him to the temple and then to the palace. That's the way they think. They think honor just like I do. That would have been their plan. But that wasn't Jesus' plan. Because that's not the kind of king that they needed. It's not the kind of king that we need either. We need a savior king. One who comes to save, to give his life. In the blank, you can write, Jesus honored the father with obedience like none other. He came in humility to be our savior king. I said before that there are things that because of your relationship with Christ that come naturally, the way that God has made you to serve. But you also need to understand that there are things that, come, that don't come naturally to you that God only, not only wants, but he demands. And the first one is obedience. Think about it, the, the fourth commandment, honor your father and mother that it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life on the earth. Honor your father and mother. It means listen to them. That means obey them. It means obey them and those who are in authority over you. And so as we look at Jesus, he's receiving this honor. And and as Jesus received this this honor, as he always does, he not only shares in it, he also directs it to the Father. And he did that with obedience. So rather than looking at that this group of people who wanted to give him the honor in the moment to take over Jerusalem, to make this earthly kingdom, to have heaven on earth, Jesus says no. That's not the way it's going to work. And, and, and the symbol of the donkey as he came in shows that because the symbolism is that of humility. That, that you look at that, that it would have, it, it's what pregnant women and children would ride on. Not kings. No king would be seen on his, a donkey. And yet that is the way Jesus came. Because he understood why he was coming. To be the savior of the world. To make the payment for sin for all time. We continue. At first his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him. And that, things, that these things had been done to him can fill in the blank right away. Looking at Palm Sunday through the cross, an empty tomb gives perspective to God's plan of salvation. Looking at Palm Sunday through the cross, an empty tomb gives perspective on God's plan of salvation. I I guess I, I started there today when I said there are things about God that I don't understand, that hindsight and experience and more reading of the Bible, and more living of a life, gives me more of a perspective. It's kind of like seeing a a really small part of the picture, and then as you live life and take a step back and read the Bible, like you get to see the rest of the picture. And, And once the whole picture is revealed, then it makes perfect sense. And that is the case with the disciples. The same the disciples were in the same boat that we can be in at times, that we only have half of the story. And so we have to wait. We have to wait for, for the rest of what God is going to show us. How, how great it is for us that we are able to stand with that perspective. That when we see Jesus on the donkey, we also see the cross. We also see the open tomb. We also see his ascension into heaven. And, and through the eyes of faith, we can even look pa- past that to the time when Jesus will return again as our king. 
when, when every knee will bow, when, when people will recognize the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That day is coming. And Palm Sunday reminds us to be patient. Be patient because God's plan is unfolding. Finally, John 12, 17 to 19. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. As you see this portion, you can see why this was going to end in death. There was no other way for the Pharisees. And at the same time, what I would like you to see as we look at this is how Jesus did make his entrance not only into the city, but ultimately going to the temple and, and having that opportunity even to the Sanhedrin, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law who did not believe him to tell the truth, to tell them from his own mouth, yes, I am the son of God, I am the Christ. To be able to go from there and, and gain the audience of Pilate and the people so that, so that the things of, of let his blood be on us and on our children, the, the, the different messages of Holy Week that Jesus could fulfill them that he could give his blood, that he could shed his blood for us. All of those things had to happen. But today is Palm Sunday 2017. And, and for Palm Sunday 2017 to be what God wants it to be in the same way that it was over 2,000 years ago, it comes with Jesus making an appearance in humility. And it ends with us honoring him and giving him honor unlike any other. In the blank, you can write, Jesus makes a triumphant entry into our hearts when we receive and honor him as our Savior King. Jesus still comes in humility. He might not do the things you want him to do. He might not be the person you think he should be. But Jesus is who God sent him to be. The savior of the world, the perfect son of God. The one who came in humility to give his life as a substitute for yours. If, if that is something you continue to struggle with, my, my suggestion for you would be to continue to, to hear the word of God, to continue to look at his promises, to continue to look at Jesus and the savior that he is. And when you do, honor him. Honor him with, with the person that God has made you to be. Honor him with worship. Honor him with service. Honor him with fellowship and gathering together around his word. Do what God has made you to do. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you for a day like Palm Sunday, and, and we thank you for a, a portion of the Bible in this section which, which shows the, the raising of Lazarus from the dead and, and how exactly you dealt with that in, in love and concern for everyone involved, including us. 
thank you that you did not settle for being an earthly king who, who would have reigned for a short period of time, but rather thank you for being our eternal king, the one who has, has won a kingdom for us in heaven. Now, Lord, as we go from here, help us to honor you with everything that you do. Help us to honor you with our entire lives. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So before we close, if you would like more information about Crosswalk or to listen to other messages, head over to crosswalkphoenix.com or come and see us. Services are held at Cesar Chavez High School at 41st Avenue and Baseline on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Visit our website for directions. And now some closing thoughts from Pastor Dan. I love that song. I really do. Uh, that, that, and what a great one to finish with, right? As we look at honoring, honor like none other. I love that. From the altar of our, of our praise, let there be no higher name. Jesus, Son of God, we honor him as we recognize him as who he is. He is our Savior King. He is the Son of God, the one who came to this world to give his life for ours. Man. Uh, and now may we respond to that as we live lives of worship to him. And now go with the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Have a great day.